<laughs> well, this is blunted girl. Something came to me this morning. I <clears throat> I've been committed to doing my meditations in the morning. I <clears throat> I meditate sometimes several times a day. Um, I connect with my my everything, <laughs> whatever it is the incomprehensible, the unfathomable, the um, mystery of whatever it is out there that that is everything. Um, and during my meditation, I was I was attempting to send some energy to somebody, and this thought that I think is quite significant came to mind for me. I believe, as sure as I'm sitting here, <laughs> in the power of that and our bodies to be able to heal ourselves. I really do. I, I believe in that wholeheartedly. I, but I, But there's this other little factor that's in there. There's so many factors that go along with it. Um, I also believe that it is a choice. That that there are choices in this life. <clears throat> I believe there's more of a choice to leave the planet than we want to believe. Like we think that there's a set time, maybe there is. And something that's come to mind for me is that maybe there's a set time for some people and not a set time for other people. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. I've been trying to figure this out because I'm trying to figure out the not figure outable, <laughs> which is so mean in a nutshell. Um, but anyway, so, so I was, um, I lived in this town where the now I'm giving my my location away where the 19 firefighters were killed in a in a fire I think it was in 2013 but I could be wrong may have been 2011 it was somewhere around the same time that my niece passed away my niece passed away in 2012 but anyway the year is not so important but my but what was significant to me I mean along with it was in my community and I was there um when they brought all of their bodies back in coffins I was at the town square I mean we we as a town grieved very horribly about that loss because it was huge for us I mean these were our boys and men I'm from our community, you know, you can understand like this small little town. And, and it turns out that I did know one of them. He, um, he, uh, was pretty significant to me. <laughs> um, he, well, there were two things about him. His mother, his mother, uh, went to graduate school with me. And so I kind of knew the family anyway, but her, her son, went to work for somebody that I was actually married to and 
And so I knew him even more from him being an employee of my then husband. And he was just the sweetest person. I really loved him. And I I actually set him up with my niece. (laughs) And my niece came down and they had one date. And um, I guess it wasn't a love match. (laughs) But anyway, um, so... Um, so our, our town grieved a lot, but, but when, when this actually happened, I was trying to tap into this energy and I really felt like these boys, these men, I'm sorry, I keep calling them boys, but like when it was like their, their souls were like kind of ripped out of their body in a bit of a brutal way. And maybe it wasn't, but this was my perception of it. And they just had no idea they were going to pass that day. And there was a bit of an adjustment for them. I, I feel really certain that the other side is wonderful. That wherever we're going is wonderful. Uh, but I have to say, I do believe that it is wonderful here. I believe that it is wonderful here. So I believe wherever we are, it is wonderful. So both places have their, you know, um, their perks, I guess. (laughs) It's a really bad word to say for that. But anyway, so this is what I had come up with. Like, how was that a choice? You know, because I don't believe that any of them believed that they were going to pass out of their body that day. And, and, and leave their loved ones, children, pregnant, pregnant mother, pregnant wives, um, girlfriends. I mean, it was, um, it was, it was actually very tragic, um, how that went down. And so it, it, it kind of changed my mind on, on this idea that there is choice. I don't know if there's always choice in the matter. I don't know, but I feel like a lot of things in this world, in our, in the way that we create reality, is a choice. A lot more than we think. I think we have a lot more power than we believe we do. We've been taught that we don't, and that we're just at the mercy of, you know actually at the mercy of a lot of people's depiction of God. You know, it's like people have made up this God and, um, you know, this God of the Bible who is is really, like, if you really look and really think about this God, he's, he, and it's always a he, is not a very nice God really was kind of brutal I mean down to like his son had to die on the cross for our sins and this brutal death with that you we couldn't connect with him unless we were which is completely opposite of what Jesus said um Jesus said that that God was our father um, anyway, this isn't what I'm trying to, I'm going down this, this, this road that I don't really want to go down, but 
But I have to say just very, very quickly, because I think this is part of this, that we, and not me, I talk in we's, and I I don't want to sound judgmental also, but there is this thought that there is this pleasure in that duality, there is, there is pleasure. We find somehow mentally this pleasure in thinking that we're right and someone else is wrong. Um, that, that we are on the good side. I'm the good one and you're, you're bad. Like somehow feeling better than other people. Like we're in the club. We're, we're included in the club. We take pleasure in other people not being included. That somehow we are better by our actions, I suppose. You know, I don't drink. I don't, you know, have sex outside of marriage. I don't, I, I, I abide by the rules of my church. And that somehow that makes us better than other people. When I feel like we're really missing the point in that, and I, this is not the way that I live, not to say that I don't have my moments of judgmentalism because I do, and I look at it. I look at it and I, and I, and I know that when I'm judging someone, something's going on with me. Something's going on with me. I'm not feeling good about myself. When I'm judging this person, oh, you better look right back at yourself, at me. I have to look right back at myself because I know that something's going on inside of me that that I... I'm not feeling good about myself. And so I get in this competitive and somehow I'm better than that person. Well, at least I'm not, you know, like that person, you know what I mean? Like, and this is, this is not who I want to be. And so I check every time and a little practice that I do, this is just something that works for me is I just say, stop. I just like in my brain, I just say, stop. I say the word stop in my brain. Sometimes I even say it out loud. I'm just like, stop. And sometimes I say stop many times in a day, depending on what I'm doing. If I get into a state of competitive, like I feel competitive or I feel, you know, I say stop. Judgmentalism and competitive, I don't want that to be part of me. And so those, those, those types of things, just I just stop it dead in its tracks. And I'm not even saying that it doesn't come back a moment later and then I say stop again until I move on to something else. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> so in liking even these ideas of heaven and hell, but <laughs> how did I get onto this from my subject? So I, I've, I've thought quite a bit about how, how, like, okay, so I'm, I'm sending energy. I'm, I'm attempting to send someone energy that I'm hoping may have some impact on their body. There's somebody in my life right now who has not been feeling well, and I'm attempting to, to, I was attempting to send this person some energy. And and then I had this immediate, like, there's a few things. Okay, firstly, a person who does not believe in this, there are a whole lot of people on this planet who do not believe that it is possible to heal your body 
or your body to heal itself or God to heal the body or the body to be healed outside of, of conventional medicine. They don't believe it. So they don't believe in that. They are, they are very much in a medical model for healing the body in particular. Okay. So (laughs) even though, even though in a lot of these people's case, the medical model is failing them. It is failing them. Even though it is failing them, they still dig their heels in and say, you know, I believe in the medical model. Um, and so there's nothing to be done for me. It's, like, it's sort of like this hopelessness. Okay, well, it's, it isn't working. Um, <laughs> okay, so you got that. So I don't even know how many people on this planet do not believe in anything other than like Western medicine. And I'm talking worldwide, you know, like you've got, I mean, a lot of, you know, I mean, look at how many of these countries just were, were jumping on the bandwagon of the vaccine that would not let you even go into a grocery store, would not even let you visit like I mean, look at worldwide, how many people, how many countries jumped on this bag wagon of supposed Western medicine regarding the vaccine. And that will give you a really good idea of, of where they are on this thought process, even though it's failing them, even though people were still getting COVID. So they, they get their vaccine, they're still getting COVID. Um, and some people were getting getting very, very ill from the vaccine. Some people were not getting vaccinated, were dying of COVID. I mean, I don't know. I, I And I don't even know how much of any of that is actuality. I don't know. Because here's another little joy that I firmly believe in, and that is belief. So if they have a belief in their mind that they will die of COVID, they have a much greater chance of dying of COVID. So you get people as a, I don't know why they want us afraid. It seems like the powers on this planet want us afraid because we are more easily controlled by being afraid. (laughs) And so this is the biggest, I mean, and and I feel like in some ways, everybody knows all this stuff. I mean, it's sort of like what I'm talking about is a bit, you know, out there. But so there has to be this belief, at least partly, I would think, and I could say, I could say maybe I'm just full of it and it's not true, but I would think that somebody who could be healed by something would by someone or not even someone but by the divine through this person but then like why do you need the person to send the intention like that's i mean like can't god just heal this person i mean god can do whatever god wants to do so i don't know i don't know but anyway intention seems to be some factor in all of this either the person themselves or or having someone have that intention toward them, both, I don't know. But so they have to have the belief that 
be open to the idea that it is a possibility that they could be healed. But then there's this other really greater, in my opinion, I think it's a lot more prevalent than we want to admit, and that is the desire to be healed. There is a huge payoff in being sick. (laughs) I know, this sounds like really, um, really out there, but I actually experienced this. When I was a child, I, and even as I got older, I remember, I remember one time I scratched my cornea and my mom had to take me to the doctor and she, she was caring for me and she was putting this patch on my eye. They had to put this patch on my eye and my mom was not a real cuddly, warm type of person. She wasn't real She didn't pay a whole lot of attention to, I can't speak for my sisters, but to me for sure. She didn't, when I was a kid, when I was young, she just, you know, she was just kind of in her own little world and didn't pay much attention to me. Um, And so when my mother, when I had my scratch cornea, she was paying a whole lot of attention to me. I mean, including she was having to touch me. She was having to touch my face. My I don't remember my mother as a child ever hugging me. I mean, I know she's passed away and she cannot speak for herself. Maybe she she hugged me all the time, but I certainly do not remember that. Um, she was not a cuddly type of person. And so it seems like I wasn't really touched very much as a child. And I'm not talking a weird touch. I'm talking just being touched like... Um, being hugged. I just wasn't. I wasn't hugged very much as a child. Um, and, and so I liked being sick. I did. There was a sense of like being sick that actually kind of grew into, you know, and then as I got older, um, in high school, I started, you know, which I think a lot of people this happens to in high school I started to have people pass away in my life young people you know around my age pass away and they got I mean I know they were gone but my god did they get a whole lot of attention a whole lot of attention in in their passing you know and flowers and all the attention was on them and everybody was really sad and everybody was like talking so nicely about them. And, um, and, <laughs> and then there's, you know, like there's even song written about it, you know, lay me on a bed of roses or something, or, oh my God, you know, how we have, how we have like glorified this idea of somebody passing early or when somebody passes away, they become purified, they become perfected because we forget everything they ever did to us in some ways. Um, I know this, having lost um, a lot of people, including my mother recently. Um, and I don't want to, I really don't want to, because my belief on like quote-unquote death is very like 
the way that I look at death at this point is that that person left their space suit. Okay? I see when somebody passes away, they left their space suit. To me, they are as much here as they ever have been. Their presence, I don't really know exactly how it works, but their presence can be somehow, like in some ways, everywhere. <clears throat> and so for me, you know, we like mourn and we cry and we're sad and everything, but, and they left their spacesuit and they are joyous. They are joyous where they are. And I understand the loss because I've lost, um, and I've lost young people. Um, my my uh, 12-year-old nephew passed away of cancer, and it was inconceivable, inconceivable that he would, you know, and then I think about him and, like, how did he get, you know, and I don't know, I, I can't speak for other people. I do know that the Christian church, and I'm speaking for all people who believe in the Christian Bible, in, in the New Testament, there is this this overwhelming idea of the next life, that this is not where it's at. And that it's all about that. It's all about heaven, this, this other place. And I just do not see the point in this, if that's true. I don't see the point in being here if it's all about the next life. It's like, I want to make this life count. I want to, I want to, I mean, for me, I want to make this life count. I want this to be the best thing that I can experience. I want to reach my greatest potential that I can be on this planet. I want to, I want to learn, I want to learn how to create the life of my dreams. And it is my belief that I have a choice. I have more choice as to when I'm going to pass out of my body than, than I can, you know, I believe I have more say over that. And I don't know if that's true. So there is this, this idea that this is not where it's at. We want to be in the next life. And so we abandon this life for the next life. And how do we get to the next life? One of the ways we get to the next life is to be sick. <laughs> to be sick. The end of suffering. To be sick and die. The end of suffering. But these, but the people in our lives, who they leave their spacesuit. They, they, they continue on. And I'm... I'm I'm not really sure what the next life looked like, except that I I believe somehow our spirit, our essence, our soul, whatever it is, in our the consciousness in our body leaves our body. So we are we are no longer conscious in our body. We are conscious outside of our spacesuit. And I and I'm not entirely sure what what exactly that looks like, except 
I have this, this feeling of freedom and elation and happiness and joy. But I believe that we can have freedom, elation, happiness, and joy here as well. And so I think that there's a number. I think that people sometimes make a choice to be sick. That there is a payoff in being sick, like a multiple payoffs in being sick and, and having, having our family rally around us and love us and show us the love that we really desire to have. And then, God, we get to check out of here, right? We get to check out, we got sprung. <laughs> and I just have this like visual of being sprung and then saying, my God, what did I do? I didn't realize how beautiful my life was. I didn't realize how beautiful the people around me were. I didn't realize that I had the power to create a life that I could enjoy here. I didn't realize that I could have had all of these, more of these experiences. It's just a visual that I have. But anyway, I just wanted to, to present that as an idea, just something that had come to mind for me today it's like, why is one person healed and another person not healed? I need to do a little bit more thought on it, but I think it's, it's a combination of things, of everything that I just talked about. And more. <laughs> There's, I guess, infinite possibilities. <laughs> I guess. Anyway, I appreciate you listening. And I'll be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.